Welcome to the Sing Better Fast podcast, the podcast exclusively for serious and passionate vocalists. You are now part of a professional group of smart and motivated singers who want to become masters of the voice and inspire millions with our music. Get all of our podcast episodes, notifications for upcoming events, new podcast releases, and other vocal resources at singbetterfast.com. Now here are your hosts, Jamie Vendera and Ben Valen. All right, hey everyone, this is Ben again, another episode of the Sing Better Fast podcast. And with me, I've got my buddy, Jamie Vendera. So today's podcast episode about something really important. But before I get to that, I've got another joke for you. <laughs> it better not be an right. knock knock joke. This is, oh, it's not a knock knock joke. This is, this is my favorite joke of all time. Um, what do you call an alligator? That wears a vest. An investigator. Uh, okay, I, that's what I was going to say, but <laughs> I, I was trying to pretend like I really came up with that on my own, but I'm sure I've heard you say that one 500 uh, times. Well, so I, I mean, you might have. I mean, I, I probably... That's going to be my thing from now on. Just every episode, I'm just going to tell that joke just from now on, every single time. Anyway. <clears> tell <throat> some funny ones. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll work on that so it's, it's been my thing whenever i tell jokes i do it so that i laugh if other people laugh too that's great but as long as i'm laughing that's that's what matters to me my wife uh, don't think i'm funny i mean i tell jokes all the time but <laughs> let's do let's go ahead and jump into our topic for the day um and that is instant gratification versus the attitude of mastery and refinement so well i love instant gratification <laughs> Oh yeah, me too. So I'll have to look up the study and I probably should have looked it up. But so there have been quite a few studies on instant gratification versus delayed gratification. So what are those? Instant gratification means you get something or do something that's enjoyable now versus later. And in our world, increasingly stuff is instant. Instant downloads from all sorts of stuff like you know, the membership materials from the Vendera Vocal Academy. There's instant streaming video for everything. There's downloads for podcasts. If you're playing this podcast from our website, singbetterfast.com, the, the player just plays it right away. Um, you can order stuff online. Amazon Prime is two-day delivery. You can get stuff overnight. Uh, actually, where I live, um, they have two-hour Prime. You can, you can get stuff delivered in two hours not two days, two hours, you get same day delivery on stuff. Increasingly, everything is instant. Fast food, they food is ready really quick. Everything is instant these days. And people like fast. It's convenient. You know, it's not that fast is bad. Um, but when this is, when we're constantly surrounded by instant availability of everything, it seems to affect how we think about singing. We seem to think, okay, well, I'm going to do one exercise one time for 10 minutes, and now I should instantly gain two octaves. And as, as appealing as an idea as that is, that's not how stuff really works. Um, when it comes to developing skills, which singing is a skill, or developing uh, muscular coordination, which is what singing is. Um, you don't go to the gym one time, do two sit-ups, and then expect to have a six pack, or if you do, you're going to be sorely disappointed. Earlier, I mentioned studies on instant versus delayed gratification. I'll have to look it up. 
Um, and I might get some of the details a bit off, but the gist of it is is correct. So what they did was they had um, a couple groups of um, of students, and they divided the students up, um, and then one group or so both groups were offered a marshmallow. You could eat the marshmallow now, or if you wait ten minutes, you get two marshmallows. A bunch of students took the one marshmallow. And a bunch of them took the two marshmallows. And then the other group was just given two marshmallows. So one group was given the option. The other group was just given the marshmallows. And then what they did is they compared the grades of the different groups for the following school year or whatever it was. The group that they just, that was given the choice, but chose two marshmallows later, had better grades on average than the group that took the marshmallow, the one marshmallow right away. And the, the group that took the one marshmallow right away did the worst out of everyone. So the group that they just gave the marshmallows to without giving them the choice, they did in between the other two. So that is instant gratification versus delayed gratification. So what does that point illustrate? If you think I can just watch TV now and I'll practice later, and then you never get around to practicing, you are choosing the marshmallow right now. If you say, I'm going to put off watching TV so that I can get my practice in, you're choosing two marshmallows because you're going to get to watch TV anyway, but you're also improving your voice. And so I'll have to find the exact study, and I'm sure you could just Google instant gratification versus delayed gratification and read about this. And this is true for a lot of people in a lot of situations. The same thing goes with dieting. I can, um, and, you know, nutrition, fitness, I could choose to go work out now, or I can, you know, procrastinate, put it off, and then forget about it, and then just, you know, watch TV. I could, I could eat healthy, watch what I eat starting today and do well and know that I'm going to still be able to eat good food, but I'm also going to lose weight and get in shape. Or I can just, you know, eat a whole big bag of Doritos right now. That's fine. So instant versus delayed gratification. So when we talked in our very first podcast episode, we talked about the two philosophical positions, right? Philosophical position number one is someone can do it there, but that doesn't mean anyone can do it. That those people are lucky, or they're freaks, or they have some sort of special circumstances. That's position number one. Position number two was if anyone can do it, learn to sing, for example. If someone can do it, then I can do it. If there's a good singer out there, that means I can be a good singer. That's position two. Same thing is true here. If you normally act in in pursuit of instant gratification. That's pretty much going to be true in most of your life, I would think. Um, and if you go in pursuit of delayed gratification, that's going to be true in, in probably most areas of your life. So if you always put off singing, if you always put off working out, if you always put off learning a language, if you always put off um, working on um, you know, your diet or whatever, you probably do those for all of those things. Um, anything that's important, you kind of just put off and never get around to. That means you are, your behavior is driven more by instant gratification. And if you are driven more by instant gratification, very, very difficult 
to develop any skills or pursue anything worthwhile and meaningful long term. So if you are that person, if you are pursuing immediate gratification all or most of the time, don't lose hope. You can switch. Um, you can switch to the delayed gratification approach where you can still eat good food, you can still watch TV, you can still do these other things, but also you're getting in better shape, you're getting better health, you're getting better, um, you're improving your vocal range, you're improving your vocal stamina and your pitch, you can sing more songs, you can eat healthier, you can, you, you can look better. All of those fall under delayed gratification. Unfortunately, lots of people, this brings up a whole other topic. Oh my goodness, I could just go for days. A lot of people hang out with other people who are like them. So if you and everyone you know is in instant gratification mode and you are trying to transition to delayed gratification mode, improve yourself in some way, then you might get discouraged, one, by the habit that you had of being in search of instant gratification and from the other people who are in instant gratification mode. So this brings up the whole topic of who you hang out with. It brings up environment. That's one of the reasons we have a Vendera Vocal Academy is because a lot of singers find it difficult to make friends and have contact with other singers who are also seriously pursuing singing, which is one of the great things about uh, the Vendera Vocal Academy. A lot of those singers enjoy singing. They know that they gotta do this. They know what matters to them and they're willing to be humble, they're willing to learn, they're willing to delay gratification in pursuit of something uh, that's more meaningful to them on the long term. So I talk a lot, Jamie, jump in. I do too. So it's, you know, you're just paying me back. Uh, singers, what it boils down to is we don't want you to be instant marshmallows. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I, I've seen a lot of instant marshmallows. I've been one myself. I, I'm a Netflix junkie and I love to, to binge watch but I do, I make up these little goals for me. Like I, I can't watch two episodes in a row unless like it's the end of the night and I'm, I'm done with my work. But generally if I'm like, Oh, I don't have students for the next couple hours uh, while I'm writing all this book. Okay. If I write 500 words, I'll get to watch an episode of the flash, you know, and then, okay, I'm done. I uh, wrote my 500 words. got to watch flash. Ooh, I want to write, watch that next episode. It's continuation. Nope. Got to write 500 more words. Uh, I also work out. I go to the gym first thing in the morning. I actually like to go earlier. I have actually gotten lazy lately and been going about seven, seven thirty. And uh, I, I met, I ran into an old buddy I haven't seen since middle school. Uh, I've known him since I was like ten years old, and he works out this gym. And he said, "Won't you start working out with me?" So I went down at six o'clock this morning, and I feel better now than I have in weeks. And you've got over that, and that's the same approach you need to take with singing. There's a fallacy. And somebody argued with me about this not too long ago. Oh, well, so-and-so says you cannot sing. This this great coach says you're not allowed to sing or practice for until you've been awake for three hours in the morning, which is just utterly stupid. I mean, I've had to sing on TV shows like six or seven in the morning, depending on where I'm at around the world. So I, I'm used to waking up, and as I'm driving to the gym, I always do my ultimate vocal warm-up, and you got to wake your voice up. So don't put it off. And if you do have uh, something that you like to instant uh, gratify yourself with, playing a video game, watching Netflix, reading a book, have little goals for yourself. Right. Now, when I wrote Raise Your Voice, <clears throat> I actually – uh, probably subconsciously built this in because the new singers would run into this problem. And I created the diary. 
And then we turn it into the book, The Ultimate Vocal Workout Diary. We got a, a basic version of it in Vendera Vocal Academy. But if you follow the diary with the exercises we give you, it allows you to write down the, the pitch that you hit for that day. Now, let me say this. I am the range freak, but pitch is not everything, you know, but we're trying to vocal strength train you so you can expand your range lower and higher and then teach you how to use that, that usable range. However, I've found with students, that's the biggest thing they want. I want to be able to sing higher. I'm straining. How can I do it? I want to be able to hit tenor C tomorrow. I want it tomorrow. What can you hit today? I can barely hit middle C. It's not going to happen. Get over this instant gratification. However, if you keep a track of your diary every day, it does two things. It keeps you from getting lazy because if you get into it, you're like, oh, I got to fill out the diary. Whether it's 7 a.m. in the morning or 7 p.m. at night, you'll get into that habit. You think, I got to fill this out and be done with it. So you'll get into a better practice habit to stay on, on point. But the other thing it'll do for you is if you don't keep a diary, and you practice for a month and you look back, you're gonna be like, wow, I haven't really grown any. I don't feel any difference. But maybe you have, maybe you've gained four notes, but you just right. don't realize it. But when you see that on paper, you've never hit a, a G4 above middle C ever in your life, unless it was in falsetto and you could barely get a knee and all of a sudden F, F sharp G, you got E, F, F sharp G in a month. You're like, holy cow, I've gained four notes. That is that that mastery and that refinement. It took a month, but so what? Who cares how long it takes? You're actually growing and you're getting over that instant gratification to be a rock star, a pop star, a country star today. We right. got to break that habit. So related. Um, oh, actually, a couple things. One is you mentioned the other coach who said something about you can't sing for the first three hours or whatever. That brings me to another point that I want to make, and that is. You have to be really, really, really selective <laughs> of who you listen to for advice on kind of everything, especially since you're listening to this podcast that tells us you're interested in voice and as self-serving and as it may sound, I would recommend listening to what Jamie and I have to say on the topic. Um, and there frankly is a lot of misinformation out there. So as a singer, your job is to assess all the available information and try to identify uh, who would be most authoritative and most accurate to listen to on these topics. And so you, as the listener, have to judge on your own, are Jamie and I a good source to listen to or not? And I imagine if you're listening to this podcast, you at least view us as correct enough <laughs> to listen to. Um, although Jamie and I certainly do our best to be as accurate as possible with everything we, we tell you. The other thing is instant gratification versus uh, delayed gratification. There are ways that you can do this. And we talk about this in the uh, Vendero Vocal Academy. We have a program called the uh, Accountability Program where you can work with other singers, other Academy members or friends and family to help keep you accountable, to help keep you on track so that you see the vocal gains that you really want to see. And in there, one of the things we teach is uh, rewarding yourself for doing something beneficial. So if you struggle to do your practice, you can reward yourself after practice. And then that encourages you to practice more. Um, if you, so for me, for example, 
working on the Vendera Vocal Academy, working on the Sing Better Fast podcast, sometimes I'm not always really in the mood to do it. But whenever I do it, I'm, I'm like, okay, I'm going to work on this for however long, hour, two hours, three hours. And then after I'm done, then I can go play video games, you know? And that encourages me to make sure that I get the good stuff done. And then whenever I go do the reward, playing games in this case, it's more fun because I know I, you know, did something constructive. In the uh, accountability video that that's in week one of the Vendera Vocal Academy, uh, some of the other examples are donuts. I love donuts. I mean, I just love them. Yum, yum, yum. Every time I go to the gym, I on the way home from the gym, there's a donut place. Convenient. <laughs> so I go into the donut place, and I know I had a good workout. If I leave early or if I know I didn't have a good workout or whatever, I like, oh, I can't go in there. I didn't earn it, you know? And if I don't go to the gym at all, I don't walk by the donut place. So I can't, like, cheat on it. So, and then Jamie, I think also in that video, you mentioned Netflix. You write or you do academy stuff or you do lessons or whatever. Then afterwards, watch Netflix, whatever. So that's one way you can work on that. Now, the other thing I wanted to talk about was the attitude of mastery and refinement. So what is that? So the attitude of mastery, the way I view it, is the idea that you as an individual, as a singer, need to constantly work on making yourself better every time. So each time you do a lip bubble, every single time you do a siren, it needs to be better than the one before it. You need to use less air. You need to have better resonance. You need to have less tension. You need constantly. You want to refine and refine and refine and refine, make it perfect, master it every single time from practice session to practice session, day to day, week to week, exercise to exercise. Sometimes it doesn't quite work. Some days you're not feeling, you know, as good. Sometimes, you know, you'll have a rock star or a monster and now your voice feels a little rough. Um, so, you know, you kind of have to account for that a little bit, but you want to every single time, just even if it's a tiny percentage, even if it's just like 1% better, if you just tell yourself, I'm going to do 1% better on today's practice than I did on yesterday's practice. If you do that every single day, you get so much better just by that tiny little increment. Um, and so the attitude of refinement. So I think of it as, you know, like if, if you were a sculptor, you know, you start out when you're sculpting and you have just a big block of marble, right? And then when you're learning, so I, I equate this with learning singing. When you're learning, you're just chiseling away big chunks of rock, right? And then it takes a rough shape. And so I would say that's sort of like the process of learning to get from full voice and chest voice up to full voice and head voice and sort of clearing out and, and a, come, getting over that first break. Once you do that, and, and then the higher break above that, if you're a guy, you know, around tenor C. Um, so you have those major breaks. That's sort of the chipping away big rock period of sculpting, of making a, uh, you know, a statue. After you accomplish that, though, you have a rough shape of your, of your statue. You have a, a, a marble that has been chipped away, and now it's in a rough form of a statue. What do you do now? You refine. 
you use a tiny chisel and you chisel it away little by little. Or you could even, if you wanted to say, you know, like carving wood, you know, you would carve away and then eventually you get to a point where all you're using is sandpaper. If you do woodworking, you know this is true. You have to make sure you get a good piece of wood. You cut off big pieces. It starts to take the shape of a chair. And now you're just going to sand it. You're going to refine it. You're going to cut little pieces of wood to make sure that you can fit the legs of the chair together. Stuff like that. Singing is the same way. When you're starting out, you, you make drastic improvements. You get through that first break. You get through the second break. And now refine you're sanding away or you're chipping away on the marble with tiny, tiny little chips to really, really, really dial in your the breath pressure that you're using or your support or whatever it is, constantly refining. And the refinement never ends. Michael Phelps still works on his, his form. The top marathon runners in the world, Ryan Hall is the, the, num- is the number one in the United States obsessed with getting better at his running form and the top performers in any field have the attitude of mastery and refinement the lowest performers in every field almost entirely have the attitude of instant gratification so that should be a clue um, that instant gratification doesn't get you to the a level what gets you to the a level is the attitude of mastery and refinement you know um you, well, you guys can't see because you're only listening to audio, but I got my pitch counter hanging around my neck, for and it goes from zero to nine thousand nine hundred ninety-nine, back to zero, be ten thousand. For those of you who read my book, practicing, you know I talk about the ten thousand challenge. Whether you're doing ten thousand lip bubbles or ten thousand sirens, and it may take you a couple months, but you know besides your regular practice. So Ben knows me. I, I'm always jumping uh, from exercise to exercise. But I'm always going because I'm teaching so many different students at so many different levels. So now we got the continuing education starting a VBA. I'm working on Raise Your Voice 3. I, a couple of days ago, I came up, and I'm always doing this. And my brain is just, this is the way I'm, I work. I came up with the master isolation exercise. So those of you know, I got all, they got the regular isolation, the ultimate isolation, and Raise Your Voice 2. And I came up with this new one that just puts, puts it so smoothly together, it's done. Um, but I got to test it. So I'm testing it. I started today. I've got, well, I just clicked it so I don't count, but I got 129 and, and I won't put it in the book and even write about it or put it in the academy until I've done 10,000 of these. So it'll probably take me about a month, you know, because I got V24 to do and all that, but it is a refinement. Now, when I get to 10,000, I'm going to be a master of it. No, I'm not. You know, you're always refining, but for me, that's like the next level. So, okay, I went from beginner's level to beginning intermediate. You know, I've jumped to the next level. You can always keep going. You will never, I say this in a positive way, you'll never reach the top because if you think you're on top and that's it and, you know, then you get the gratification, it's uh, it's over. You'll never learn. I'm always right. learning. Uh, Ron Anderson, great vocal coach, works for Guns N' Roses, a lot of people. His birthday was the other day. And I, I tech, reached out to him and said, happy birthday, uh, rock star. I said, think the world of you, and I do. He's, he's an amazing teacher. And I said, I hope that one day I'm half the vocal coach in my lifetime that, that you are. And, uh, you know, he's very thankful. He says, you, you already are. You will be. You know, if that's how you right. feel, you will be. But, you know, you're always striving. Uh, to learn and be more what you are. You're never going to, you never, when you, if you think you're a master and you're done, and I actually see some coaches that are like this. Uh, right. Of course, the, the name of the game now is marketing. 
who can be the biggest coach on YouTube? Well, I can because I can put everybody else down. That's not what it's about. Um, right. You know, it's about lifting the singers up and really striving to be more than what you can. And that is an attitude of mastering refinement. I'm going to be refining all of my exercises until the day I die. I've never mastered a siren. I've never mastered falsetto slider transcending tones. I never will, you know, because I can always do it better. And just think about think about singing. If you actually did fully, completely, a hundred percent master it, there's literally no improvement you can make. You're the number one best in the whole universe. That'd be kind of lame, I think. Like to just be done. Wouldn't it like that takes the fun out of it? Like Yeah, because you you can't strive. I mean, you would lose the heart and the passion. Like for me. So singing, I love when I'm reading a book or I'm on a Google Hangout in the uh, Vendera Vocal Academy or whatever, and either Jamie or someone in the Academy just says one thing that I'm just like, oh, wow, I never thought of that before. Oh, that's awesome. You know, I never, that's so cool. Oh, I just learned something about my voice. That's like the best feeling, isn't it? Just like knowing that, it's like, I, I think I know so much and I feel like pretty confident. I've been around singing for a while, read a lot of books, practice, but to still have moments where I learn and I get even better, that's just the best thing that there is, I think. And to just, if, if, if someone were completely mastered, you wouldn't get any more of that. And that's, eh, that's kind of not so appealing. And then one other thing I want to mention is you mentioned the 10,000 challenge. That's also mentioned in the Vendera Vocal Academy. So if you're already Academy member, just go ahead and log in. Um, VenderaVocalAcademy.com slash login. And if you're not a Vendera Vocal Academy member, you can go to that website and see all the cool stuff you get. Um, yeah, but, I believe I don't start that to year two or the end of year one. Yeah, so it, it's, it's a but... bit in there. Um, but the, uh, the 10,000 challenge sounds intimidating sometimes. Um, ten, I have to do this thing 10,000 times? Oh, I don't have time for that. I'm not going to do that. Okay, so on the topic of time, let's let's do time real quick. <laughs> so let's say someone works eight hours a day, right, or or nine hours a day, and but that's five days a week. Okay, great. Um, let's call that forty-five hours. Let's say you sleep eight hours a day. Okay, so eight times seven, fifty-six, right? So we have fifty-six plus forty-five. What do we what are we at now? We're at 101. Okay, let's take 7 times 24 hours, 168. So if we take out 101, that's 67 hours a week. Let's say you spend a bunch of time with your family. Let's take out another 40 hours. Call that, you know, almost 6 hours a day doing stuff with family. All right, now we're down to 27. Let's take out showering, eating, whatever. Let's take out another 10. And now we're at 17 hours. If we if we if you want to watch TV an hour a day, that's ten hours a week that you could practice easy. And if you don't spend a bunch of time on TV, or you don't have a long commute, or you take quick showers, or whatever, some of us have 30, 40 hours that we could practice per week. Am I saying you should practice 30 hours a week? Not necessarily. You have to kind of train your voice to reach the point where you could stand to do 30 hours a week. That's a stamina thing. But the point is, you have the time. 
you know, to say, I don't have the time that you just haven't done the math. You have the time. I just, I, even with a very conservative estimate, even with me overestimating the amount of time that you have to do different things easily 20 hours a week that you could practice. And with the V24 program, the core idea behind the V24 program is that your vocal workout takes 24 minutes a day. And if you do that five times a week, that's two hours a week of your actual vocal workout. So you have the time. Um, you got to learn to multitask. <laughs> I, I actually, or, or you could just be like me, you know, to be be sitting on the toilet doing lip bubbles. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> hey, no kidding. No kidding. I mean, I'm practicing my tolerant support. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's what I was going to say. But, you know, that's like when I'm driving in the car. And even when I wrote Raise Your Voice, that's how I wrote the book from yeah. using a pitch wheel and, and practicing these exercises. But I'll do my warm ups in the car. Uh, I do this thing. I haven't done it for a while because I'm going to the gym. But what I like to do is multitask. And since I'm a Netflix junkie, I'll take out my iPad and an eye clip and I'll clip it to this this handle. I got an Urban Rebounder. So I'll clip it to the handle, put the handle on there and plug it in. And I'll have my um, my pitch counter. And when I do this, I don't even worry about the pitches. I'm not going CDEFG. I'm just trying to get higher and higher. And I can literally, I'll go through and do like uh, like falsetto slide, trancing tone sirens, or I'll pick one every day. And I could do 500 to 600 reps of any exercise. So let's think about that. If you're doing a 10,000 challenge and you, in 45 minutes, mind you, I'm talking about watching one, you know, long Netflix TV show like The Flash or Vampire Diaries or whatever. And um, I just showed you what a child I am. <laughs> <laughs> from the shows I mentioned, but it, that I can do 500 to 600 within 45 minutes while I'm also getting in a cardio routine. And so in 10 days, is that right? That's is a that, lot. Yeah. No, not 10 days, but 20 days. 20 days yeah. yeah. I can be done with a 10,000 challenge. And most people, I, I let them extend it. I'll say, try to get it done in a month. That's 30 days, or we can extend it to two months if you need right. the time. It's not that many, you know, so this can be done, you know, For and it's sure. not, not eating I, up much time. I also multitask. I actually, um, I actually, so I shower in the morning um, and I also, warm up in the morning and so i just do them together and so i have my warm-up tracks on my phone and i just play them while i'm in the shower and i just do my warm-up and so you know i'm like washing my hair and at the same time it's 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 fun and it's easy and i mean i'm doing it anyway well, that's I mean, the best you, way to do it anyway because there's yeah, hot shower water and everything in the steam for sure and then you get the you know the echo sound, echo the reverb, yeah the reverb yeah yeah, it's really nice. And then I get out of the shower and I'm already in the mood to do my vocal workout because I just warmed up, you know, so I get my workout done uh, right away. Plus, it's the morning. And so if I'm kind of like, you know, my voice is groggy or I don't really feel like getting out of bed straight in the shower. Look, look at that. I'm already up and moving a nice shower to warm me up, wake me up, get me going, uh, do my warm up, do my exercises, have some breakfast. I'm already... You know, I've been up for an hour and I'm already getting stuff done. Yeah, that's um, why I like working out early in the morning. I think I want to go ahead and wrap this one up. So um, for anyone who has any questions, feedback, whatever, you can send us an email. If you are not on our notification list, you can join our uh, notification list on singbetterfast.com and you'll get an email to tell you whenever new episodes are coming up, anytime we have free stuff, events, whatever and uh, singbetterfast.com is the website. You can also browse all of our past episodes. Check those out. And I guess that's everything I got. Jamie, anything else? No, I think it's good to go. I think we gave them plenty to get started. Yep, I 
think we're good to go. So that's it. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we'll see you on the next episode of the Sing Better Fast podcast. Yep. See ya. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Sing Better Fast podcast. Be sure to subscribe for new podcast releases, events, and other great vocal resources at singbetterfast.com.